0: Everyone, and welcome to Locker Room Rewind powered by Chunky Nelms Insurance. Save up to 50% on your homeowners' auto or life insurance. Shop your rate with over 25 carriers. You can call 325 223 0314 to speak with a live agent. Again, 325 223 0314 or visit www.chunkynelms.com. Chunky Nelms Insurance. Get protected today. I'm Ryan Reynolds alongside Jaden Hart, as always. What a night last night. I'm still recovering, obviously. Only three Concho Valley teams moving past the area round. We have Central, who lost to Permian as well. Jaden, Jaden, got it right. <laughs> what surprised you the most?
1: I think that game really did. Uh, I mean, Central was ahead for most of it, and I know we're about to dive into it and everything, but I I really felt confident about the Bobcats winning that game coming into the week and entering that matchup. And I guess if you're, you know, just want another one. Uh, Sterling City beating Rankin, Rankin didn't necessarily surprise me, but it was one of the things that really stu- stood out this week.
0: What a game. What a shootout with yeah. Sterling City and Rankin. We'll touch on that a little later, but let's focus on that rivalry game. Central in Permian. Central was up 17-6. to in the first quarter uh, towards the end, the last couple minutes, just a wild turn of events. Central and Permian went into the half tied at 17. And we know that final score 58-38. Permian snapping Central's four game winning streak, also snapping Central's five game winning streak against the Panthers. Um, Permian with the win, they claimed a share of the district 2-6A title. And it was really just a game of mistakes for Central. Two interceptions, three fumbles lost one of them being a botched kick return. You just can't play like that against a team like Odessa Permian and expect to win.
1: No, and, and an Odessa Permian team that's, as we've heard throughout the week, that has evolved their offense a little bit to not be just the ground-and-pound Odessa Permian team that we've seen. And pretty much, you know, if you've been around Odessa Permian, know that they're going to be. Uh, they, they're throwing the ball now, and – you saw that last night uh, multiple times, and I think that really is kind of those plays where they were throwing the ball were turning point moments. Of course, the turnovers by Central, though, that was probably the biggest thing that was the game changer in this one.
0: Yeah, you had the wide receiver pass. If you're watching the, the live webcast that we just saw, um, that pulled Permian within two. They got the two-point conversion, and they went into the half tied at 17 central's defense. It was really just a weird football game. And I was talking to coach Davis, uh, off camera after the game, and it was just a really weird football game because you have both teams scoring 17 points in the first half. And then they come out in the second and they just explode the Bobcats. They held Permian to just 13 yards in the first quarter. No first downs. Uh, like I said, the wild turn of events, you shoot yourself in the foot central's two opening drives or I guess two first first two drives they turn the ball over in the red zone you Malachi you threw a, a, a pick in the in the end zone on the opening drive they get the ball back they force Permian to punt they get the ball back and then uh, Malachi fumbles it in the red zone as well so I mean you just can't do that um, so I, I mentioned Central's defense and then they, they held him to just 13 yards in the first quarter permian came out in the second I, I don't even think they punted in the in the in the second half
1: based on the amount of points they put up i, I wouldn't think so i mean what was it 31 but they or no no 40 no yeah 31. <laughs> we'll, we'll sell my math but yeah no i mean look it, it really boils down to turnovers as the biggest thing that cost this game for central and i would say that central is just as good as permian despite this loss i still think central's capable would be capable if they were to line up and play next week central will be capable of beating them and beating permian 58 to 38.
0: i was going to say that too i if these two teams played again we don't know this would be a repeat performance
1: yeah i mean look and this is the first time also se- i'm not saying seeing this new new evolved permian because you get filmed to look at it and everything but, you know, actually playing against it is one thing. And, and it seemed like this game was all central in the first half. I mean, they, they, you know, had those two turnovers in the red zone. Like you said, you take that, that's 14 more points. And that would have been a, that swing before Permian started really going. And it was a 17-6 to game at one point. You had 14 into that, then you're sitting at 31-6. Yeah, and you don't, botch, mean, you
0: don't botch the kick return. That doesn't lead to a Permian touchdown to, that eventually ties it. That also doesn't give Permian the momentum going into the locker room.
1: And then what? Were there two more turnovers in the second half at yeah. the beginning? So there's 21 points on the board right there that, that led to Odessa Permian points.
0: So we spoke with Central Head Coach Brent Davis after the game, and plain and simple, he just said that they got outplayed by the panthers and this is what he had to say
1: yeah we turned it over all night i mean you're not going to beat them doing that and uh, that's something that's always a key to, to any game and uh, you know they just they made some of those they uh, they outplayed us it's just one of those deals you know where we got down and trying to catch up and never could get it done and they just permanently outplayed us you know they they caused turnovers they they uh, ran their offense extremely well and outplayed us obviously we got a chance to still get a piece of the district title next week if we can win so it's a huge game i mean playing lee and midland always a huge game we want to go into playoffs with some momentum so uh, it'll be big for us
0: you heard it right there uh district titles still up up in the air for central they can still claim a share of it with a win on the road at midland lee next friday november 27th should be A really good football game a good test another good test for central
1: yeah i mean a district title is a district title you can keep a streak going with in this little southwest conference as you know getting so it'd be six straight and and lee is look i think midland lee that was the one that i thought coming into the season was the clear cut and i think most people not just myself everyone would have said oh yeah midland lee midland lee um, I was thinking, even after Permian beat them, I still was thinking, okay, yeah, it's still, you know, they're still a good football team. That That's going to be a really, uh, tough game on, on Friday, but Central's good enough to beat, beat them. I, Central's just as good as these top teams. Uh, I know they, they lost to Permian last night, but the three of them, you know, and Abilene's good too. I mean, they're making, they're snapping the playoff drought they're mm-hmm. in, um, Congrats to them and everything that they've kind of been going through this year, uh, just with with their coach uh, and every you know, Coach Fulan, and, and it's been weird that whole situation. Um, just like pretty much like the year it is <laughs> yeah. in general. But ain't
0: that the truth?
1: Um, but no, I mean, look, the top four teams in this district are good, and I think on any given week could could beat each other. Yeah, you anyone know, can win. Like I mean, Abilene played Central really well here, but Central that might have been the best game Central had played all season as far as a just top to bottom clean performance, I guess maybe against a good, a good team. Like, the, I, the, the middle of the pack there, you know, you're kind of like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying they're <laughs> not great or they're, they're not horrible. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're, they're not the best out there is what I guess I'm, I'm hitting at. And look, next week will be a big game. And, and if you get winter shares the district title with Permian, but, but if you are Permian, you have to feel really good about yourself because the t- the two teams that you would be sharing it with, you beat both of them. Yep. So, in a way, while it's co-champs, that's what it'll be. It won't be like you know, a tie. It'll be a co-champ scenario, and you, you kind of have to feel pretty good about per- if you're the Permian Panthers.
0: I think that's just a good way to put it. Abilene beats Permian. Permian beats Lee. Lee beats Abilene. Permian beats Central, maybe Central beats Lee. No, I I think it's a winnable. No, it's
1: definitely <laughs> a winnable game. I don't. I say it's tough because it's going to be tough. But like Central, I said, Central can go in there and win that football game easily. Easily can win that football game. I guess the point I'm trying to make because I'm t- I'm stuttering. I'm I'm struggling. It's like you said. It's a. It was a long night last night, just oh, yeah. trying to get everything done. A lot of moving around and fast paced stuff. High speed. Um, yeah, it, all four of those teams are good, and I think on any given week can beat one another. But I think the cream of the crop are the the Central, Permian, and Lee. Abilene just we'll and we'll see. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, I'm just Let's not get. To, I'm not gonna get too hot takey. the web. Yeah,
0: the web of who beats who just shows just how exciting this district is, and you know next week Central they're gonna have to contain another talented quarterback, Mikey Serrano. Yep. Um, who is really, really good. I don't say he's talented just to say he's talented. It, it's just how will Central be able to contain him is, is going to be interesting, especially they allowed Harper Terry, the quarterback for Permian. He had a game-high 129 yards on 16 carries, three touchdowns through two touchdowns. Um,
1: we'll see how the Bobcats plan Com- to. Completely different style yeah. of uh, scheme, though.
0: So. Yeah. So we'll see. Early kickoff time at Grande Communications Stadium. Keep that in mind. 2 p.m. kick. Uh, November 27th. The winner will be co-champs of District 26A with Permian. If you're watching the live webcast, I'll be there. Before we move on, before we move on, uh, if you have any any comments or questions, drop them down in the comment section. Staying with 26A, Midland lead. They beat Midland last night, 63 to 40. And in Abilene, they beat Odessa High 29-7. to Friendship was off. I think they have Odessa to wrap up the season next week.
1: I believe so. No. Yeah, I don't know if Permian and Midland have played yet. So, yeah, that would make sense. Let's go to some uh, playoff
0: action. Uh, some, some really interesting stuff last night for the classes three, a through one, a playoff teams for the Concho Valley, starting with three, a division one, the area round wall, they fall to Bushland in double overtime, just a heartbreaker for the Hawks 28-27. that snaps the Hawks eight year streak of moving past the area round. every year since 2011. They've moved past the area round. It was just a back and forth ball game for the entire four quarters plus more <laughs> yeah so so basically Jaden, after wall scored to take the lead in the second overtime bushland scored rolled the dice on a two-point conversion ball game really gutsy move for uh bushland and as you can see their connection between their quarterback coleman, coleman janelle and what's it cash bradley was just, out of game. yeah was just clicking Last night, Cash Bradley three uh, receiving touchdowns against the Hawks. The game was tied at 14 entering the fourth quarter, and I mean, Wall just couldn't pull this one out. <laughs> no more magic was, I mean, for Wall.
1: No, Bushland's good. I mean, that the whole at this point, everyone's good thing is obvious, but Bushland was good. Bushland was, I think, able to do what they wanted to do offensively, and and while Wall, Wall did pace with them i think that from what i was hearing i i felt like it was more of a game where bushland kind of controlled it throughout and wall came out in the second half and made this a close game and you know even had a chance to win it up at the end right uh scored went for two and didn't get it and then bushland missed the field goal so that yep, made it as time expired i was I think it was like a 38 yarder so so 2020 game and then you had the like you said the two-point conversion that was what ended up being the deciding factor and what what's crazy is that it was just a you know bone coverage and it's something you'd rarely see out of a Wallhawks defense that no matter the team they're playing no matter the style of play they're typically very disciplined and grounded and stuff like that doesn't happen a lot so you know and that's that again goes back to you're in the playoffs and all of these teams are good and i mean you're gonna have games like that where one play will decide it and saw that last night
0: it's just crazy how i mean as i mentioned eight year streak of moving past the area around some people will probably view this as an underperforming year for wall and that's just kind of the standard that they've set yeah it's insane
1: no, and st-
0: still, still a lot to to hold your head high on too.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, considering the the schedule that they played, I mean, you can go through and look at the the four losses were against good football teams, all of them. Cornerstone is what they are. I mean, yeah. don't need need to go down that path. Millen Christian's good. Jim Ned's a sixth ranked team and gonna have a, a big test against Jim or against Brock next week. And, and Bushland, I mean, they're. I mean, they, they could beat Pilot Point. Who knows? They're going to be playing a, a good Pilot Point team. But, it, you know, that, that Bushland squad's good on across, across the board, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I Again, so, sorry if I'm fumbling around, but they're really good.
0: High, high speed
1: up-tempo. <laughs> high speed, dink and dunk. Yeah, no, yep, it's uh, – it can, but,
0: it can really get to you, especially with the kind to, of style that
1: Wall plays. Still able to control the clock because you're completing passes. So it's yeah. like a controlling offense in some ways that, that has the dink and duck aspect of taking advantage of their, their skill player's speed. Um, and, and, you know, Wall offensively, that it's kind of the thing that I guess I would look at all season. I, I wouldn't say that they underperformed, um, but they, I don't think, lived up. I feel like I'm about to contradict myself. <laughs> I don't think they lived up to the full potential of really what it could have been. I, I believe that their offensive line, first and foremost, was outstanding. And I think their skill players were... Their defense were, was great. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those years, too, where there's other teams out there that are are better than you. Like, they are just really good also. Like, this is a really good wall team that lost last night. And, yeah, they like you said aren't carrying on the streak they didn't carry on the district title streak but that's also because one Jim ned was legit and two region one and three a division one is good and, and once you get past the the by district ground that's the teams that you're going to be playing are no joke there's a lot of
0: what ifs there's also a lot to look forward to for wall maybe they maybe they would have beaten Jim Ned if, if they found Gabe Haskins earlier um, or if they made that move earlier.
1: Uh, who knows? A lot I mean, of, a lot of would what be, Then you'd be yeah. playing Brock next week. Yep. Would you want that? <laughs> I mean, you would be playing another week, but then they would have played Dalhart last night and probably would have, I think they probably would have beat Dalhart. Bushland was the, the one that, you know, they're always, they're always seemed to be uh, in the Hawks way and walls had the, their number in the past but not this year
0: yep wall i mean you mentioned that wall beat bushland for those who don't know wall beat bushland in the area round in 2018 21 14. so i mean the falcons get revenge on that one
1: <laughs> i think they played in 2017 too and yeah yeah
0: no they they're very familiar with each other um so the loss with wall they finish at eight and four and that head coach houston guy's 13th year with the team uh, we can. We'll see what we'll see what the Hawks brew up next
1: year. The, they'll still be good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Walt and yeah. Coach guys. A, There's a standard. Coach there. guys, one of the best coaches um, around, and you know, I, I I think I'd be stupid not to say the statistic that that I found out there that throughout, and this is according to Texas high school football history, which is just an, an archive of people i guess contribute and throw stuff together um but it's you know in the past i've gone and looked and it's pretty it's pretty accurate um houston guy and the Wallhawks have are number 14 in the most consecutive 10 win seasons in the history of texas high school football so kind of do with that. That's impressive. What you want. Yeah, no, there's 14th. that there's that standard there. Fourteenth. That's out of all classifications. It's crazy. Uh now this year it ended. The streak end that because that was a part that consecutive streak was still ongoing. They mm-hmm. could have kept it going. They would add to one this week and then beat pilot point.
0: Mason's in there too, right?
1: Um
0: if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know how they're not as high as Wall is, yeah. Though. They're they're they're, they're up there though. Walt, Mason had a few, you know They've had some good years, but I think they had maybe one or two that were off we'll see I, I need to go and look at that that's interesting actually
0: <laughs> so like I said, Wall finishes eight and four head coach Houston guy and his staff will will'll we'll f- figure something out and uh, expect Wall to be back in the playoffs next season yeah, let's let's go down to division two in class three a uh, could be one of the surprising things for the week, not necessarily the outcome, but maybe the scoreboard. Of that outcome, number 10, Ballinger, losing it to Spearman, 35-7. to Another one, like we mentioned with Central, just missed opportunities yep. for the Bearcats. They had the ball inside the red zone three times, resulting in zero points. They also had the ball inside the 36 twice and didn't score. Again, you need to convert those things against good teams. Spearman is a good team
1: yeah they're like averaging like 40 points yeah. in there. i mean consistently week in and week out they're scoring above 40 points and nearly put 40 up on ballinger a good defense you know a defense that a few weeks ago that people were hailing myself included as as a you know top defense in the classification and you know i felt i really do feel like this and lano the lano game in week four because lano's good <laughs> We we all know that now. Uh, oh, yeah. Adopt one of the adopted teams for us to <laughs> Congrats, Yellow Jackets, on the yeah. win last night. Um. <laughs> anyway, getting without getting sidetracked, Spearman's offense another really big test for a what will, has been a very good Ballinger defense and kind of you know again fell flat whenever it came time to to step up against one of those powerhouse type teams and you know it. Kind of disappoints me because I was looking forward to the idea of them playing Childress in the next round. Would have been the third year in a row, and Childress had knocked them out the uh, past two. Mm-hmm. And you now we're not going to we're not going to get to see that. And I mean, but overall looking at Region One, I feel still feel like it's Canadians to lose. And I mean, they we'll see if Idaloo can challenge them. And that is <laughs> <laughs> not bad. I mean, so we'll see, but. I mean, it's just Canadian is always good. Canadian is Canadian, if that makes sense.
0: Again, that that, that standard that Canadian has set um, in Class 3A, something happened with Spearman and their offense because they just found some kind of hole. They found a rhythm. Something started clicking with them. Uh, scoreless after the first quarter in this one, Took a 21-0 lead into half. Spearman did, and just like Central Ballinger, they had to play catch up. Uh, It's not really an offense that you want to play catch up with. Uh, It just didn't didn't work out for them.
1: No, and that you know the defense played its part in the first quarter, like you said. They did. The game was close in the first quarter, and then, like you said, just then took off, and there was really no (laughs) looking back for the Lynx.
0: And. Uh, some stats from that game. Quarterback Carter, air at 14 carries for 91 yards, 15 for 33 passing, 202 yards and two turnovers. What a season he's had. Yeah. I, I, I know we mentioned a, a possible newcomer of the year type situation. I don't situation think he can right win him. it
1: because he's a junior. He, only sophomores can win it. Oh, yeah? I think is so. That, is that the criteria? I, I thought this was something so. we just made up.
0: No. Oh. <laughs>
1: I thought you meant like dis district. Oh no no uh, no
0: no no! I mean, if you're if you're new if you're new to the to the scene, I think you can be a newcomer of the
1: year. Oh uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for our st- our sake, I was just mean district <laughs> superlatives and stuff.
0: Who cares what we have to say?
1: I don't care what I have to say <laughs> half the time, and I'm clearly exhausted. I apologize if I sound a little behind. It's just the toll of three weeks of of playoff football and trying to keep track of it and do keep the central beat going. Oh, it's going mentally exhausting. It's just been, yeah. It's tough. No, and, it's, and, a, it's a
0: it's a quick turnaround, especially uh, what we got home last night at oh, like 2.30 yeah. in the morning and yeah. then you have to drove you know, prepare the, for drove this stuff. Drove
1: and... big lake and came back to the station <laughs> and nothing had been accomplished and I'd end up doing most of it, which, you know, that is what it is, everyone, but that's fun times that. When you work in this industry, so a
0: a hardworking man. Yeah,
1: what we all bragging about myself. I'm very (laughs) humble, aren't (laughs) I, guys? Gosh. So running back, running
0: back, Carter. Carter. Garrett Dixon, 15 (laughs) carries, 87 yards. Weston Rollwitz, six catches for 109 yards. Ballinger finishes finishes the season, 11 and two in Chuck Lipsy's second year with the team. Again, great season for Ballinger all around. Your two losses are to a really good Lano team and a really good Spearman yeah, team.
1: Yeah, no, so historic wise, yeah. like this was a good season. I mean, you know, the the story that I kind of propped up in my head was, you know, just where these teams were as far as how they'd performed in this round of the playoffs. And one of the cool things that I did find was that Ballinger and it's not necessarily a cool thing, but it would have been a cool thing if they would have accomplished it. Was winning an aerial round game for the first time since oh2 So you know they're trying to still get that. They they uh, have the right man in charge. Lipsy is definitely, um, you know, proven that he is a good head coach and able to to build a program. Uh, that because Ballinger just saw year in and year out improvement under him. Now uh, they lose. <laughs> the one of the big things that made Ballinger good was having all of the seniors and they're about to all take off, but at least you have Carter back, um, Carter, Eric stepped up and, 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 really filled that role at quarterback. And I mean, I think that's why you saw him hold on to the job was because he did such a good job. So, you know, you know, that you've got that coming back. I, I'm not sure how their JV is, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, be be something interesting to look at next season with that district because Sonora's young, Brady's young, Banks—they uh, were good this year. They're losing some you key know, pieces. Yeah, so you know it's going to be kind of wide open, and one thing to to keep an eye on, kind of exciting to think about the so, I mean, year yeah. out.
0: No, it's gonna it's gonna be good to look at. I know we mentioned Mason earlier uh and and we were kind of talking about programs that have set standards mason is definitely one of them they beat kennedy 41 18 uh to advance to the regional round in class 2a division one really strong second half for the punchers i know in your highlights it was matthew kerr <laughs> matthew kerr matthew kerr, <laughs> matthew kerr and that that really was kind of just how the game went kennedy they scored to bring to bring it within two, 20 to 18 in the third quarter Mason scored three straight touchdowns, just kind of put the game away for their eighth straight win. Will, they
1: are rolling. It yeah. is really, but, yeah, no, they really are rolling. It was Kerr, Kerr, Kerr. <laughs> that's all I typed um, because that's <laughs> what it was, and he was. those were some impressive runs that he pulled off there the first three touchdowns, one of them being a quarterback keeper uh, or a quarterback sneak, excuse me. All of them were keepers. A little sneak there on the second one, but the, the, the first and the third, really impressive. And to be honest, I I didn't get past halftime on that game because <laughs> because my little DVR on my computer shut off. And, Technology. And you know, Justin Fisher at Texas Hill Country Sports Network or Hill Country Sports Network uh, was the one that provided that live stream and was able uh, to get the okay to use that stuff with from him, and I appreciate it.
0: Uh, yeah yeah, big shout out to him. Big shout out to Shay Harris at Contro. yeah. the all of those yeah. guys
1: that are streaming games is really awesome, really. Like under unsung heroes in a lot of ways for what they're doing it and what they're doing it for.
0: It's a lot to put together, too. yes. like it is a complex production.
1: I mean, think about I think about my granddad, for example, and how much he loves Texas high school football. I mean, a guy that has been around this, especially this area in Abilene for, you know, years, years and years and years. And like, so Abilene High and Permian and Central and Midland-Lee, all of those teams matter to him, but he's expanded his base to where he he's a big Lampasas fan in 4A. <laughs> and uh, we'll see, I've adopted Lampasas too because they're, they're fun to watch. But overall, just the ability for someone that's older that in a time where you're more at risk, and you don't need to be going to football games, still having the opportunity to watch it like a college football game um, and, and having just a, a plethora of them to pick and choose from on Fridays and sometimes Thursdays and Saturdays really is a cool thing. And and for that reason, I thank all the people that put it together because I know there's a ton of grandparents out there that wanted to see their, kids po- or their grandkids play, and, and they got to do that this season because of people like Justin Fisher, like Shea Harris over at Concho Valley Sports, um, you know, and, and countless other people.
0: Yeah, COVID nineteen is it's it's a terrible thing. We're getting
1: um, sidetracked talking about well, Mason. Uh, now. I'm just saying, <laughs> like like, like
0: COVID nineteen, it's a terrible thing. But there's been some some techno- technological adaptations that have been been pretty cool with it. Uh, I know we're, we're big foodies, the whole QR code with re, uh, with menus in restaurants are pretty cool, and then yeah. the UIL deciding to lift that broadcast band is, is, is awesome. You mentioned grandparents who want to who maybe don't wanna travel, and uh, they wanna stay in it and watch their kids. You also have to think about it from a, a recruiting aspect. How does that change things?
1: Well, I mean, it's probably going to be for one season, so. Yeah, obviously, but. but it made things, it, it definitely made things a lot the ease of you, accessibility you, you're 100 right about the recruiting thing because yeah that that whole this whole thing has made things difficult for potential kids that or guys that should have be or should be college athletes maybe not getting that opportunity to be seen and going off max preps and huddle you know you getting, yeah. getting to watch a game live is is different you know it's just there's something about it absolutely so but as far as mason backtracking with them you mentioned them being impressive, and, and you know, they have been. Through this eight-game stretch now, starting out 0-4, playing good football teams, and then, you know, I, I would say that the eight-game stretch that not all of them have been the best, but, you know, all you can do if you're Mason is beat the team that's in front of you. And they've yep. done that, and they've done it pretty handedly, too. The only team that I would argue in there that was – a, a not a worthy opponent, but someone that you're like, okay, they make they might could beat Mason was Ozona. And that was a, a pretty dang good football yep. game. And, and, again, Mason showed that, that, okay, hey, that's in front of us. We did what we needed to do, and we got out of there. Maybe. And, you know, I, I think it, you can't count Mason out any time. They're kind of like Wall.
0: Yeah, the, the standard that they set. For Mason, you mentioned it's whoever's next up. Just focusing on the opponent that you have next. And the opponent that they have next is a Goliath. Yeah. Uh, top-ranked Shiner in next week's playoff game. Shiner's coming off a 72-6 to win over Freer last night. They haven't allowed more than 20 points in a single game since week one against Hallettsville, who has that extremely talented UT commit at running back. So
1: Legit. we'll see we will see the thing that i will say what mason is this this is where this is where it, it bodes well for mason though and i i'm not sitting here saying mason's going to beat the number one team shiner shiner is was my team that i picked i did a little like the whole pick each team from the you know each classification that's going to win it. i picked shiner to win it i think they're the best team in the classification um i think there's some that are close though that aren't too too far behind refurio being one that's in that uh you know cisco has really looked great post is good but one thing that i will say that bodes well for mason is this is a common opponent these two teams are familiar with one another and i if from a game planning and from that perspective that's a leg up because it's stuff that it's kind of like central and permian and Wall and Jim Ned and, and you know some of these teams that have just been playing each other year after year, y- you know what to expect. The kid, the the faces change, but the scheme doesn't necessarily change a ton. Now they might they're going to throw some new things in there, but you know for the most part you know how to game plan for them. So that could end up being a good thing for Mason, but you also have to consider Shiner knows what Mason's <laughs> going to do, and that's a good Shiner team. So. We'll see how that one turns out.
0: And we'll talk about it more on Wednesday's preview cast. If you uh, haven't subscribed to the Locker Room Rewind podcast feed, CVHP, Locker Room Rewind, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: Got a time for that game, too. Um, since I guess this is the first one we're talking about where we had the team move on, Mason is playing Shiner at 7 p.m. Friday in So, Well, there it is. Nighttime game, close to Austin. Not too far for Mason, not too far for Shiner. Should be fun.
0: And for all of those playoff pairings, head over to ContraValleyHomepage.com. How about Division II in Class 2A, 7th-ranked Cristobal. The they Cats. are moving past the area <laughs> round for the first time as an 11-man program. They just thrashed Bruni. 72-30 <laughs> to 30. It's the Cougars' 11th straight win since their season-opening loss to Wink. Who also lost last night, since we've talked about them a punch this season, uh, because of just kind of the team's wink has yeah. played. Uh They played El Dorado. They played Christoval Might as well mention that their season came to an end last night as well. They lost to Wellington 34 to 28. Played
1: good, too. Yeah,
0: no, that that was a really good football,
1: and really good football game. Wellington's good, man. Wellington's legit. Now, we saw, well, Christoval fans know how good Wellington that program is. Oh, yeah. From last season, meeting them uh, in the area round, but yeah, no, that wink team, it just you know caught some good opponents, and like I've been saying, the stupid cliche of every team's good when you get to this point <laughs> in the, the postseason, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what do you expect? I mean, these are good teams, man. So, but man, the man Chris, that score seventy-two for
0: to thirty, and they. Didn't let off the gas. That's another cliche. We're throwing it in there. Do you want to make
1: a statement though? (laughs) The fact that you don't have to play your by district round game, Coach Otho. After the game, I talked uh, when I was talking to him. He said I was a little concerned, you know, just about how they they'd come out just not having played a game. Not that he was worried about them losing or anything. He thought maybe there could be like some rust there, just some you know a slow start. But no, none of that at all. And they just again. Put put the pedal on the yeah, gas. It, it just went after them. We said it. That's insane. We said
0: it two weeks ago. I I think having that that bye week in the bye district round is huge. Yeah, I mean, maybe you get some players healthy. I know last year going into that Wellington game they were banged up. Um, Braden Wilcox was banged up in that game, and he had. A amazing game last night against bruni Even 100 yard reel. pick six 88 yard punt return touchdown and then he had touchdown runs of 78 yards 48 yards and 40 yards
1: kids amazing <laughs> man Braden Wilcox. what, what a is, talent is amazing and you you don't have a ton of opportunities left to watch him regard i mean you've got if everything goes yeah. well, regional round, you got a quarterfinal, a semifinal, and a state championship game. Maybe the whole whole state will get to watch him. Cause I, I hope they. It looks like Mart's going to be the ones that come out of Region Three. That's the favorite that everyone keeps talking about. But man, wouldn't that be something if Cristobal could beat Mart, get in there, and maybe play Hamlin. Um, that, I mean, that's who I th- kind of A dream. Kind of That'd be Ham, awesome. Kind of think Hamlin, but yeah, we're, we're I'm getting way too ahead. One thing that is worth pointing out, Christoval that's the first area round game that they have won as an 11-man yep. program. So this group of guys now got their first by district playoff win, won their first round, first outright district title, um, and then accomplished that feat uh not the by bi- this is the by bi- district round win was two years ago against uh cross Plains. But you know this, this has been a group with led by Braden Wilcox a senior where you have had a lot of milestones. Breaking down walls. And and I think that's a really cool thing for this program because it was a good six man program for a really long time. You can go back and look at some just the success that they had. And and to see that they're now having that success in eleven man, um, is it, great for that community, and uh, I'm very proud of the Cristobal Cougars.
0: Exciting things for Cristobal again. I just want to hit on Wilcox. That's a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, and three offensive touchdowns. Player
1: of the week for you, probably insane. I
0: don't know. There's there's a lot of uh, there is a lot of things that can factor into that. I mean, Malachi Brown set a school record. 475 passing yards in a game life sd set a school record 265 jalen receiving yards man. in a game and then you got braden wilcox who just scores on just about every way you can so yeah and it's the
1: same it'll guys be interesting. it's like the same guys <laughs> every week at this point yeah malachi is obviously going to be one jalen life sd who was the the leader in that receiving core and he's kind of came on of late and getting back to central, but those two, and then you wanna talk about one other kid, Seth Levesque, man. Yeah, he's been Kudos huge. to him for, for what he's dealing with and uh, playing under circumstances, of not being necessarily 100%. And, you know, kudos to him for doing it and still performing at a high level. And then obviously Cristobal, you know, Josh Fava is another guy that has played really well for Cristobal at running back, and he's a junior. Um, you know that they've gotten where it isn't just so reliant on Will Cox out, out at the skill positions because um, Bo Jolly, you know Bo, Bo Jolly's another mm-hmm. one of those guys out at receiver who lanky tall kid who can go up and get you a, a ball and and is also going to outrun you. Um,
0: also good on the defensive Yeah,
1: that and and that's where this becomes the interesting thing. We, Christoval, we talked about we've talked about Christoval's defense. Christoval's defense is going to be what needs to be when it becomes Fall City time. Now they they play York, uh, not Yorktown, Snook next week. Um, you know, I I I'm, not, I'm gonna sit up here and BS. I really don't know uh, a ton about Snook. I Well know, we know they beat Miles. Yeah, but in
0: the By District round. Um,
1: we beat York. Or, Yorktown.
0: yeah, they beat, they beat. I was actually going to talk about that. So, wow. Christoval is playing Still Snook. Uh the rundown. Uh, Snook beat Yorktown 52 23 last night. Great season from former TLCA head coach Brent Ryder, who's serving as the defensive coordinator yeah, over at like Yorktown Ryder. now. Good old Ryder uh, led, helped, helped that defense tremendously, helped Yorktown to an area around appearance. Again, I don't know HPT. much. I don't know much about Snook either, which is why we do a separate preview cast for this. Yeah, stuff, so. I mean,
1: like I sit here. I'm not going to sit here and like act <laughs> like I know every single team in the state of Texas because I don't. Um, now that region, though, uh, I I do know that. I'm. I feel so bad for El Dorado because El Dorado, I think, could have beaten DeHannis, and it would have been El Dorado and Fall City, but instead it's DeHannis and Fall City. And I feel like Fall City's the favorite, while I also feel like Cristobal's going to be the favorite against Snook. I think the two that have been kind of on a collision course for the region final, quarterfinal, whatever people are calling it, the UIL calls it quarterfinal. You know, Dave Campbell's has the next round as a region semifinals, and then the actual quarterfinals as a region round. It's a lot of confusion, but the last matchup in your region, is what we will call it for now as Fall City and Christoval. And, and that will be a, a game to be uh, looking out for. And I, I feel like by looking just a little bit at Fall City, I've done a little bit into them. I think Cristobal can win that game.
0: Let's go ahead and jump to six man football. <laughs> why don't we? And oh, man. like you mentioned, you were out at Big Lake for this one last night. Class 1A Division 1. Top-ranked Sterling City outlasting fifth-ranked Rankin in a thriller, 100-88. to 88, There were 25 touchdowns scored. Yes, 25 touchdowns uh, I know you're not scored in this one. Anything. Sterling City, they scored four of the <laughs> final six to pull away with the win.
1: Golly, man, that football game was something else to be there. Uh, Sterling City right out of the gate, scoring on the first offensive play. I, I put the camera down, turned my back, For a minute and a half, and Rankin runs down the kickoff off that touchdown. (laughs) Then Sterling City gets it, goes and gets it in within the five yard line, scores. So, just basically a sequence of four plays. You have that's um, three touchdowns, and that's just kind of goes to show you why it was 100 to 88. And you know, Rankin, Rankin controlled this one for a majority of the first half. After Sterling City kind of got those two big touchdowns to jump out, like, quick, quick. Rankin kind of – I mean, Rankin responded. Rankin responded. They – then on Sterling City's next possession, they held – they had that a defensive stop. And then that's when they started to get that touchdown to two touchdown. It was kind of – that was the um, margin for both teams for a majority of the night was the touchdown to 12 points kind of. and And then that's – got dwindled down because Sterling City kicked it up a gear uh, later in the second quarter, made some big stops defensively, four-point trail or trailed by four points going into the half, and then third quarter is when it turned, and and they had those touchdowns by Francisco Gonzalez and Camden Pruitt, who probably scored more than just one touchdown, (laughs) but specifically those late in the third quarter to give them a 12-point lead kept that stable 12 point margin into the fourth actually had a 20 point lead at one point in the fourth and and you know you could kind of feel like okay well here they go they're about to do it and now sterling city the stat that i find the most fascinating just to kind of prove their dominance um, you know and, and take rankings as what you want i i take them you know with more than a grain of salt because. I think they've done a really good job with ranking teams this season, but Sterling City, according to Dave Campbell's final AP rankings, uh, they do it the last week of the regular or after the last week of the regular season before going into the playoffs. The so stat is Sterling City has now beaten the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth ranked teams in one A Division one. What else? I mean, no now, other
0: resume like out there.
1: Now you got to win a state <laughs> title still, but man like if they do go to win, go on to win the state title i mean how can you not say it's one of the I, i'm not we'll, we'll get to historical type stuff but just the sheer talent of of opponents that they've played this year because look look down the road this is what you're more than likely getting you're getting a rematch against westbrook next week you've already beaten them but they're the number three team in the state you're either going to get happy or borden county i have a feeling the sneaky suspicion that Happy is going to be able to beat Borden County. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, now either way, the outcome wouldn't surprise me, but I, I think Happy has a really good shot of winning that game. Um. So then you'd get the sixth ranked team again playing Happy. You've already beat them. You're more than likely, I picked Lakey to go to the state title game, but I feel like May is probably going to beat Lakey and then take down U- Union Hill in the state semifinal, which would set up another rematch against may so then you would not only would you have beaten all of these teams that are ranked two through six you would have done it where you've beaten the three the three seed twice or the third ranked team twice the second ranked team twice potentially or the sixth ranked team twice and then the fourth ranked team twice
0: no yeah that's that's impressive i mean what else i mean (laughs) i know
1: that's a a lot of me like rambling but like, that's impressive. Like, that's that's hard to do in a year. Like, beating a team that's really good twice is hard to do. And that's something that we would need to, we do need to keep an eye on with Sterling City yep. in these next three weeks because it will not be a just a, a, a ride over. You yeah, know? no, no cakewalk. No. And, and this is probably the best team. I think that was the most talented team I've seen them play this year.
0: What's also impressive is he mentioned they beat the number one, the number two, the number three, the number four, the number five, and the number six teams this season. This win over Rankin was only the fifth time Sterling City has had to play all four quarters from buzzer to buzzer.
1: Another, That's impressive. Yeah, and it's because it's a good team. I mean, and, and Deshaun Goodley, uh, number one, if you're watching the highlights, Deshaun Goodley, man, he is a pure athlete, one that – you know you, you wonder what he would be playing in 11, 11, 11 man yeah. football uh he's he's a great player man and and rankin all around is quick they they're very fast and and we say speed is what gets you going in these six man games and uh yeah rankin's got plenty of it i just think the thing that separates sterling city from some of these other teams is while cross knittle is the guy you see scoring a lot of touchdown and his speed is insane. It isn't just a one guy effort every week.
0: Yeah, Cisco always talks to us about about their depth. It, that, I think it that really, really showed is. out. Yeah, I think that really showed in last night's win over. It showed
1: all season long because, yes, you, like I said, you have Cross scoring these touchdowns, but Chance Ferguson's in there making huge defensive stops. Hudson Cox, who doesn't probably get his name mentioned enough he's he de facto quarterbacked um or playing quarterback you know he just he's de- delivered great passes when he's needed to and, and you know goes in there and as soon as he pitches it off to crosser or francisco gonzalez or cash johnson um he goes in there and he's blocking for him um damian colderon has been good. I mean, the list could go on. It really is. What you said, the precursor to this entire season of Trey Sisko saying this is team depth really has been the reason why they have had their biggest advantages all season and and speed. And
0: I, I say it, it really shined in last night's win. Four different Eagles had touchdown runs. Two different Eagles caught touchdown passes. Two different Eagles had kick return touchdowns. It's insane.
1: Yep. Nope. Season
0: high 100 points scored. Not a surprise there. Uh, you caught up with head coach Trey Cisco after the game, and this is what he had to say.
1: Man, I am just so excited for these kids. You know, as hard as they fought, and you know that's what we talk about—leave it out on the, all out on the field—and and they did that tonight. And uh, you know, they fought through everything and. And uh, you know, just you know, it's just a testament to them and the hard work they put in that uh, that they're in the spot they're in right now. You know, I mean, there's a reason we played these tough teams is, is so we are ready for games like this when it comes down to it. And and I think uh, I think that helped us be prepared. We have microphone problems. Continue on. <laughs> just keep going. Don't act like you're scared.
0: Um. So. The next round sterling city taking on westbrook another rematch westbrook beat garden city 46 to 0 last night as we already mentioned you got to keep in mind sterling city has already beaten westbrook in week nine this season 38 to 28 We've been throwing out cliches all show. Always. Another one, it's hard to beat a team twice. It, it's kind of what, what Sterling City came into last season, where they beat Rankin in the regular season, but then fell in, in the postseason. So. I
1: haven't had to do it yet, so here you go. This here is it is. Your test. <laughs> You're going to do it for the it. next three rounds, probably. So here you go.
0: Here it is. We have another Class 1A Division One team that was competing in area round action last night number 10 water valley season came to an end 64 to 46 to your state uh i guess state appearance pick number eight lakey feeling a little uh,
1: less confident about that one
0: it's a sudden change of heart
1: i think May's <laughs> may, may is just really good
0: may is may is really good you know it's they're man, big
1: it's it's it sucks kind of that we're not because i do feel like water valley again proved themselves last night in a way I th- I think many people didn't expect them to win that game, and they they controlled it for a majority. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it was up until late in the third quarter that they actually held up or gave over the lead to Lakey, and then in the fourth quarter, I guess, I, and I don't even know exactly what happened. I'm going all off just scoreboard watching. Uh, they Lakey just started pulling away and stopping them, and, you know, it would have been cool to see maybe a Water Valley-Sterling City State Championship game. Two old rivals. Yeah. Um, Two Contra Valley teams. Opposite obviously. side of the br- bracket, getting to play each other. Uh, you know, as far as how they would have fared against May, uh, who knows. But, you know, they're they're a big team like May, and they would have maybe have been able to give May a fight. I think if you beat Lakey, then you have to say. Yeah, what, you prove. What, like, They've pro- mm-hmm. proven themselves anyway, but, I mean, they hadn't. beaten a ranked team yet so like that was kind of my thing still was and again putting a little bit of faith into the rankings uh just okay well let's see you play a, a ranked opponent and you know if anything i i come away from that game looking at water valley even more in a higher regard than what i did going into the week i think that you know they really proved that they are going to be a force to be reckoned with under coach nathan hayes in the years to come a great run for the Wildcats. next year is going to be a good year for them
0: a great run great run they went undefeated in district play they won that outright championship in 14-1-a division one won seven straight games um lost to a very good lakey team again nothing to hang your head on if you're water valley they finished the season six and three overall those three losses, Westbrook, Borden County, and Lakey, very, very good football can't, teams. Can't argue yeah.
1: about any of that. And that's why I say, you know, kudos to them for what it is and and how they played Lakey again. You know, the, the what reason we're talking about them. That was, that was a good effort. And that's another cliche. But seriously, like, they, they had them. They were that close of moving on. This team was hungry. That this was year. that close. And the amount of just – stuff, we've talked about it with the COVID-19, yep. having to sit out uh games and then, you know, getting the two best, at the time, best teams in the state, two and three now, um, teams in the state. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, Water Valley had a great season. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to Coach Hayes for turning that thing around in just one year. But he also, I think, knew it last year when you talked to him. He said, you know, he looked at those guys he he knew it was going to be a work going to be a work in progress, but man, he flipped it quick. And they they're going they're still young. I mean, they've got who's graduating on that? Is Connor Glass graduating? I think so. I think he's is, a senior, is yeah. he this only? I think he's the senior. I think is Gabriel Smith a senior?
0: I think so. But
1: Cannon Weese isn't.
0: Cannon Weese isn't. I don't know about Harley either.
1: Harley Davis. I will have to take a look I'm at the sure. roster. the The point is, is that Cannon Weese is a stud too, and he's back. <laughs> so, just kind of take it at take it with what it is that Coach Hayes and the Water Valley Wildcats will be another force to be reckoned with next season too.
0: We didn't mention it. Uh, Sterling City Westbrook that game for uh, Saturday five p.m. Yeah, Colorado City.
1: Um, probably gonna be there too
0: <laughs> we'll see if they can win again don't hang your head high if you're Water Valley um, class 1a Division 2 Blackwell rounding out kind of the playoff action they lost to Montley County we have I, I've got
1: Chris Stovel too sorry I don't know why I didn't put Christovel Chris snook Chris um, Christovel snook is at 4 p.m. Friday in Fredericksburg early kick Yeah, so early kick for a Friday game. So that's going to be an interesting one. We're going to try to get someone out to there or out to that game. So absolutely.
0: No, I mean that's it. We have three Contra Valley teams moving on. We have Central who's wrapping up their regular season. Uh, They can claim a a share of the district title with a win over Midland Lee next Friday and be co-champs with permian um they should be hosting a playoff game as well when that time comes for central it depends
1: on and yeah it'll depend on how things shake out i believe with overall district finish it i know it goes to 1a uh and then division two um also they split them but central's locked up the one seed out of two six a and division two but we'll they host the playoff game is dependent I think on how they finish in the overall st- district standings
0: so. and we'll we'll keep an eye on that and we'll let you guys know uh I know a lot of our teams are having their seasons come to an end but there's still a lot of action to look forward to um see if Sterling City can can beat Westbrook for for a second time and move on uh Mason has a tough test against Shiner yeah. you got Christoval and, and Snook a lot of good action Especially yeah. with Central and Midland League.
1: Let's not forget about that. Either. That no, it yeah, is regular huge. season. There
0: is a lot of implications on the line for that game. And
1: Central's more than capable. Look, it's you're going to be people that, that they are very reactant to whatever happens with the snap, you know, right at the time. Central's still good. Central is still a team that I look at in, in Division Two. If you look at who the teams that they're going to probably get lined up against. They're they're more than capable of going three rounds deep. I mean, like they can make they're gonna make a good playoff run more than likely. Absolutely. So like we're going to be covering central bobcat football probably, you know, here late into December. So get ready.
0: <laughs> that's our lineup for Wednesday's preview cast. We got Central Midland League, Cristoval Snook, Mason Shiner, Sterling City, and Westbrook. If you haven't subscribed to the Locker Room Rewind Podcast feed, CVHP locker room rewind search that on apple podcast stitcher and spotify we'll continue these preview casts on wednesday and we'll have the recaps uh sometime over the weekend saturday sunday we're not sure yet we do know that this is the last webcast that we're doing live across the social media platform so i mean whoever is tuned in uh throughout this season we want to thank you guys uh for your support we want to thank Jeff Caldwell, our 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 technical director, look at but, Jeff. that makes no us in. that makes us look pretty uh, for 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 punching our shows and and coming in on you his office. Can go days. move the
1: camera on you, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he for, said no.
0: For coming in on his off days and uh, and making this show really great. And Jaden, you've been awesome. I know Appreciate this isn't it. the end. We're making it sound like it's the end. No, it's, it's not. not. We're we're still good. It's better it's, than how I signed. It's been good
1: we're we going to sign off how I did signed <laughs> off inside the game last night with uh doing a very heartfelt thing where I thanked our production staff and I thanked our you know audience and then kind of realized that I still had to fill about a few more seconds before it cut off and then they gave me a, a the time countdown and I just said I'm signing off i wish just, i had
0: this clip on hand yeah
1: it was pretty awkward guys yeah, it's like and then the production guys come in there like you fumbled on the one yard line <laughs> like and i'm leaned over the desk just just oh like i should like the worst way i could have ended it like because it was it was all very ad-libbed last night because i didn't have time to do a lot of stuff and i thought well man i really you know when you're saying something from the heart then it's gonna sound good but when it became time to actually do the the easy thing which would have been see you guys next week or you know something clever not even clever just like but all but right won't. thanks for tuning in to inside <laughs> the game i'm signing off
0: it's it's yeah. one of those it's just one of those things where i mean we're human you yeah. know i mean i'm pretty poor we're not gonna we're not gonna stand up there and not a pro
1: guys you know i am we're not pro, we're
0: not robots and i mean we stumble on names and stuff
1: i'm a but. pro but i'm also a only a, a year and a half pro i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting my my grounding
0: a, a novice <laughs> and hopefully you
1: san angelo folks will have to deal with me for a few more, a few <laughs> few more years because i don't i like staying around here and covering y'all's team so that is that one thing i will say i think I, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, we'll have the preview cast before then, but if we're going to say we're thankful for things, I really truly am thankful for all of the players and coaches, not only in football. I I, I know I spend yeah. a lot of time on football and it's because I feel like, you know, that's one thing that I enjoy covering and, and, you know, Rachel Turnock, who's the weekend sports anchor at KSAN, she picked up the beat kind of with volleyball and really kind of kept it rolling. You know, you did a really good job with, you know, kind of just both. I mean, you you got the more predominant football focus, I would say, but you kept your eye kind of on everything. And, uh, you know, that's good to have with a department. And I'm not trying to get – But what I'm trying to say (laughs) is I, I really am thankful for all the volleyball players out there, all the coaches, you know, all the tennis players out there, all of our athletes, because you make my job possible. It makes my job fun. I get to come into work majority of the days with a smile on my face, excited to go and do what I want to do. And it's not because I get paid the big bucks. You know, this is something that I enjoy doing. Um, and, and for that reason, like, you know, and sometimes, yeah, do we, we take it seriously? Yeah, heck yeah, we're going to take it seriously. Because, you know, this stuff is is our livelihood and we would... I if i were in high school still and i had someone covering me and covering my games i would hope that they would take it seriously absolutely we also understand at the end of the day this isn't the super bowl then the main goal of this entire thing is for these kids to get an edu- finish their high school career develop as great people and then go on to do whatever they're going to do in their lives but you know and and that's that that comes with the territory so thank you to all of those Athletes and coaches. Thank you to the audience that tunes in. Everyone that that has tuned in, I I appreciate it because I'm normally spent on Saturdays. Uh, I was pretty spent today, or I am spent today. You
0: coming on your day off and do this? So That's good.
1: I might not have sounded the best. I, I probably have. I feel like the last few weeks have kind of been trickling down and the, we're the bottom peak for me. But uh, and then thanks to this guy because all of these rundowns, uh, I get rundowns every every Saturday and. I can keep up with it the best that I can, but it is a very detailed and well thought out. And uh, he does a great job with setting all of this stuff up. So, you know, I went on a rant. I typically go on one rant a show. There it is. I'll send it back over to you, Ryan, across the desk.
0: Good, good timing to do that. No, I I think you put that perfectly. Um, I second everything you said when it comes to players, coaches, making jobs fun. And the viewers, thank you everyone for tuning in. If you haven't, Subscribe to that CVHP Locker Room Rewind uh, podcast feed. Get a notification. Head over to ConchoValleyHomepage.com for all of our sports content. You can keep up with uh, the playoff action as well as get your local news from around the Concho Valley. Everyone, thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in this season. It's been an amazing year. Um, We will see you guys. Have a great weekend. We will see you guys on Wednesday.
1: Sport Local Journalism.